Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back. Happy holidays, they're coming, coming up on us real fast. We're not gonna talk about that today actually. Today, we are talking about peak dating season, which is coming up in just like 10 days. So I brought on none other than my friend and yours, Bella Gandhi, the founder of the Smart Dating Academy. And uh, I wanted to talk to her about peak dating season and like, what does it mean? And how do we do it? And all of the things. And... (laughs) As you'll hear in this episode, I have some resistance and I have some issues that Bella, you know, kind of talks me through, (laughs) talks me down off a few ledges. I have some updates, but I'm going to save them for next week because I think I might have even more updates as of for next week when I talk to um, Michelle Dempsey is coming on next week. Michelle Dempsey Maltak is coming on next week, and we're going to talk about all things holidays. And it's, you know, right up against the holidays. So that'll be airing on December 23rd. So it, I think it's going to be a great episode for you guys to tune into right in the thick of it. So I wanted to talk about more fun stuff this week with Bella And I promise that I will have an update for you next week with Michelle. So Bella Gandhi, she's the founder, as I said, of the Smart Dating Academy. She has an uncanny sixth sense about people and what they need. And y'all, it's true. Her intuition has been responsible for several marriages and children. The Huffington Post and Steve Harvey call her the fairy godmother of dating. She's been connecting people all of her life. And prior to founding the Smart Dating Academy, Bella worked for 12 years as a top global executive for Agzo Nobel, Noble, Noble, Nobel, a large multinational corporation. Bella has two degrees from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign in finance and German. So she's a smart cookie. When she got into dating, as, as we talk about in this episode, when Bella got into um, her dating work, um, she really took that sort of analytical and business mind um, to the process, as well as her intuition. It's a really special and unique balance. Bella has been happily married for 20 years, and she has two children. And if you don't know her story about how she fell in love with her husband, it's a great one. I think she sort of touches on it in this episode, but Bella and her husband were really good friends for years and years and years and years, and she was never going to date him until one day (laughs) she did. And they've been together for Ever, for over 20 years. So I, I love Bella. I love this conversation. This is, like I said, all sorts of resistance in me in, in this episode. And you guys are going to get 
um, a glimpse into some of my more my more cynical side <laughs> about dating and relationships that I've tried to hide from you for a long time. No, not really. Anyway, so without further ado, here is my conversation with Bella Gandhi. Bella, thank you so much for coming back. We're talking about I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> It's like, it just, it's just an excuse for us to talk. Let's just be honest with everybody. <laughs> okay. Full disclosure. We just wanted to have a little chat session and we're like, Hey, why don't we record it for other people to have just as much fun with us as we have on our That's own. right. That's right. That's what's happening here. So um, a peek into a little, a little window into our life. So, okay, Bella, it's peak dating season. And I will tell you that, I mean, I feel it like organically, energetically, where we start to go into December and I'm like, oh, come on. I got it. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't go into another year. I can't do another holiday. I can't, I can't do this alone anymore. And so I feel that urge. Like, is that what this is about? (laughs) Why is it peak dating? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the holidays drive that. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't it be great to have someone to cuddle up by the fire with, to wake up with during the holidays, bring to family events where people won't be like, so are you still single? Right. And so that's a big driver. And also, 48% of adults in this country, Kate, are single. And so while you or any of you might list that are listening to this might feel like I'm the last freaking single person on planet Earth, I promise you almost one in two adults are in the same boat. And what happens around New Year's Day? We make resolutions. And falling in love is always in the top five resolutions because half of us are single. So those are the drivers that make you go into December, Miss Kate, saying, okay, let's do this. And I love that you're feeling that. I love this. I'm sensing this energy in the Midwest. I I can feel it telegraphing through all the way to me. You can feel it all the way. All right. All right. So, okay. So 48% of Americans are single. Is that what you just said? Yes. 40, 118 million adults. How many of them are Dateable. <laughs> That's my question. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my cynicism. You know what? I'm I've just decided right now. I'm gonna bring my my jaded cynicism to this conversation because I actually Great. think that I can that I speak what sort of a lot of people are sort of feeling um somewhat on the inside. Like, mm-hmm, sure, 48% of them, but am I gonna actually be able to date any of them? <laughs> And that's the question. It's what is dateable to you? Because what's dateable to one person is going to be very different for another person. But what I will tell any of you that are listening is there are plenty of dateable people out there for you. And the way I like to think of it is there are many, many cute lids to your cute little pot. (laughs) 
Sure. Okay. So um, we're going to break this girl's chain gonna, of issue, guys. Okay. We're going to break I'm it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Because so in my line of work, right? And also this is, and I will say that a lot of this is my perspective, right? And what I do for a living. And I run a Facebook group with like 8,000 women who are talking about their horrific abuse, you know, emotionally abusive husbands. I deal, you know, I deal with a lot of emotional abuse a lot of the time. So in my world, I'm like, yeah, all those single guys are the ones that all these women are leaving because they're abusive and they suck. <laughs> right. And I don't right. want look them. what's left in what's the pot. left in the on the playing field for us. And I get that that's my jaded and my unique perspective, right? Given what I do. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they say to a man with a hammer, the whole world is a nail. Right. So when you're in the world of trauma and divorce and emotional abuse, no one can can blame you. Blame isn't a good word, but it makes perfect sense that you're bathing in that all day long. And then you look at the dating pool, you're like, well, wait a second. If you 8,000 women are single, that means 8,000 douchebags have just entered the dating pool. And I don't want anything to do with any of them. But I promise you that there are as many good men. There are way more good men in the dating pool than bad men. But what happens to this point is what we think of and what we focus on grows. If we think everyone's going to be awful, it's we're going to have ego bias. What's our brain going to point us towards? The guys that are going to fulfill those prophecies. Right, right. And then there's sort of the nice guy syndrome. Oh, he's a nice guy, but like, I, I'm not attracted to him. I've had men say this to me. It was like, well, you're just not. Well, <laughs> the two men who said this to me in the last few years were not. My experience of the good guy who's like, you just don't want to date a good guy and like the throw their rage about you not wanting to date a good guy in your face is actually not a good guy. (laughs) That's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. Anybody. I was telling my 17 year old daughter this and, and she has a boyfriend now. So you can imagine the world she bathes in with having a mom as a dating Mm -hmm. coach. And they were saying, well, so-and-so says he's such a nice guy. I said, anybody that has to declare themselves a nice guy is probably not a nice guy. Right. Thank you. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and then usually it comes with some sort of like vindictive rage. So (laughs) for example, for example, (laughs) so how do we, how do we maximize peak dating season? How do we like harness this in a way that will, yeah, maximize it. Right. My goal this peak dating season is to be done. <laughs> like, I mean, in like six months or something, I'm going to give my, you know, but like, yeah, that's my goal is to have this be my last peak dating season. What do you think? You know, I think that <laughs> Bella's face, um, <laughs> I think that it's a very doable goal. I just would tell you, my friend, Kate, <laughs> just say dating is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. And so I'm in it to win it. You're not in it for a minute or one peak dating or season. 12 years. You're going to do 12 this years. or 12 <laughs> years. Right. Right. So you know what? If this 2022 is a year divisible by 11. So good things are going to happen for so many people. Okay. So okay. the first thing you need to do, you, what you've, the first thing you have to do guys is 
as much as you can. And I know so many of you listening have been to hell and back with nasty partners in bad marriages. But what I want to tell you is there is light at the end of that tunnel. I have seen glorious, wonderful love stories that literally will make my voice shake, like the goosebumps come to my arms, love against the odds when women have come in thinking it's not out there for me. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with them. I just can't get it right. I have had women that have been married and divorced four times find the love of their lives on the fifth time. And I've gone to the weddings and I supervise the process. So I know that this isn't a fake nice guy. Yeah. This is a real nice right. guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, cause we're like personal trainers for people's love lives, keeping you positive, motivated and inspired and out of harm's way. Because if we've dealt with a lot of bad people, sometimes what feels comfortable to us is that all over again. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with that anymore at all. I will tell you, I'm not. (laughs) I'm done. I'm so done. done. I'm so done with that, which is, I think, partly why I've also, I've also, I think I've hunkered down and like with, after a couple of like really bad relationships, really damaging, like I kind of shut myself down for a while deliberately. Right. And I'm kind of like a little turtle, like poking my head out again, going, is it safe out here again? Like, is the nuclear Holocaust over? (laughs) You are so amazing and you are an awesome catch and everybody knows this. Okay. I'm not blowing smoke at this woman. You've all seen her. You've all heard her. You follow her. She's amazing. It's just a matter of time for you. Mm. Well, it's just a matter of time. So don't turtle, put that cute head out of the turtle shell and be like, Hey, I've got this. <laughs> hey. hey, everybody here. I am LA men. I'm here. Come get me. All right, let's talk about LA men for a minute. Now, <laughs> so here's a story that I have, right? And I think this is a story that many women have, not just about LA men, actually, but so as a strong, powerful, independent, empowered woman who runs her own business and like actually sort of, you know, is like a, a strong, independent woman, badass, a badass, I make up that most men don't aren't really looking for that. They don't really want that. They say that a lot of them say they do. They're like no drama, which first of all, lights my head on fire from a sort of broad, you know, social construct kind of way. Men don't really want that. Do they? Yeah. (laughs) They want strong, smart, successful women, women, right? Uh I'm kind of in the same category. Have a business. Absolutely. Have two kids. Uh have a husband that thinks it's badass Mm -hmm. that his wife has started her own company Mm -hmm. and does all of the things. So there are men out there that don't have the ego that they need to compete with you or bring you down. And they are encouraging and supportive and they want the best for you and they want you to be your best and shine. They do exist. Mm -hmm. Are they all like that? Absolutely Absolutely not. not. But it's finding that person that wants you to be the best version of you, right? So men want strong, smart, successful women. Now, from our perspective, what we can think about too is how do we make them feel? 
right? Men don't have a problem with strong or smart or successful, but it's how do they feel in our presence? Mm -hmm. And there's certain things we can't control someone who has a small ego and it's going to be like, oh, you're too successful for me. I can't do this. Fine. Here's the door. Don't let it hit you in the rear when you leave. But it's, it's doing our best to also know that we're badasses, but also to be genuinely interested in the person sitting across from you on the date. So they feel like, wow, she thinks I'm pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Recipe for a fun, easy date. Can we talk about that on the dating apps? Because, sure. because I don't know if I don't know if men have the same experience, let's say. But men who don't know how to have a conversation on a dating app, right? Who like answer a question with like one word and then don't like pick it up and ask another question. <laughs> You're like, bye, bye. Yeah. Just say bye. Yeah. Don't waste your time on that. People show us who they are. It's up to us to believe them, right? Says Maya Angelou. Absolutely. And in the dating world and on dating apps, people show us who they are. Yes. And if you ask a great question and they're like, yes, or you're like, hey, did you have a great weekend? What'd you do? Went bowling, period. Okay, you can try one more time sure. to engage the person. And if they drop the ball again, like a dead cat, you're done. Yeah. Find someone who will engage with you. Don't let those people demoralize you. You have the steering wheel to your dating life. You are badass women. Nobody drives you around. You're not sitting in the passenger seat. You have the steering wheel where you can say, that's not the kind of person I want to be yeah. with. He's not interested or interesting. So game over. Right. And I, you know, I had this conversation with my best friend the other night because we were going through the bumble and we were like, and he was like, what's wrong with this one? And I was like, well, look at our conversation. Like I'm done with him because look at our conversation. He's like, oh, give him another chance. Why don't you have, why don't you have coffee with him? And I was like, I am not going to spend, waste my time going to coffee with someone who can't at, who literally I said, how was your Thanksgiving? And he was like, oh, it was good. I went to my sister's. He couldn't even ask me how my Thanksgiving was. So why why am I going to spend time going to coffee with this person? Why am I going to give him more of myself <laughs> when, right? Just because he's like cute and maybe interesting in some way on a, anyway. Blah. Exactly. If someone is not showing you a good amount of attention and engagement, that's a clue. Don't keep chasing that down. Well, that's how I'm going to be in, they're going to be in relationship. If they can't do it in like the wooing stage, <laughs> like then forget it, right? Forget it. And remember, ladies, you want to be with a partner that likes you just a little bit more than you like them. Okay. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. You want to be with someone who likes you just a little bit more than you like hmm. them. Like 5149 hmm. is what I tell my clients, okay. right? You want someone who adores you, thinks you're awesome. Right. And if people even in these conversations don't make you feel that way and you don't feel like, wow, could this person actually really like me? Then you don't have to go out with them again and again. Sometimes the first date can be a little flat because maybe you're so awesome that he's just nervous and the second date will be the real first date. But don't waste your time on people that aren't engaging and certainly don't go out and meet them for coffee. If you're on the line, you know what the easy thing to do is? Have a video chat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What I love, COVID sucked for a thousand reasons, but one silver lining is that the apps and sites all introduced video. And let me tell you, video can save you a whole lot of disappointment and a whole lot of time. You don't have to get a sitter to do a video date. 
and schedule the video date from 5 to 5.30. So you have a graceful way to bow out. Look at what this person is like. It brings a two-dimensional set of photos and a profile, the length of a tweet to life. Right. Suddenly you can see how, how respectful is this guy of himself and his environment and of the fact that he's on a date with you. Is he laying on a couch with his phone, looking up his nose? Like, ew, no. Okay. Wait, believe me in my world, truth is stranger than fiction. I've had dudes light up blunt. Oh my God. Oh, just crazy stuff. Like dude, you couldn't wait. Come on. Well, I'm glad he didn't come on. That was show that shows you exactly who he is, right? Like again, it showed you who he yeah. was. And she was like, he's not for me. And I said to her exactly to your point. Now, imagine if you would have gone out to a bar, you wouldn't have, have known, known that. that. That's true. You wouldn't have known that you get a peek into what his environment looks like. And so even though you might live in a warm weather climate, or you might be feeling lonely and you want to just get out and have drinks with somebody, do not, not, not skip the video date. This is like 21st century or like 20 uh, post-pandemic, the phone call, right? You can actually do a video date instead. Do a video, do so a video. Good. It will lead to so much less disappointment and the reciprocal of that, much more connection. Suddenly, when you have a good video chat with someone for 30 minutes, that person has come to life. You're like, okay, this person seems really nice, right? You know, usually crazy can't hide for more than 10 minutes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Totally. right? The crazy comes hopping right. out, yeah, right? After does. 10, 15 minutes. So if you do a video date, you're like, ooh, crazy meter says that's a 9.9. Game over, you know, just say, hey, my God, my cake is burning in the oven. I got to go and you're done. And you're done. And you're done. So always do video, you right. guys. Your time is precious. You're precious. Vet these people. This is like job search, okay? No company worth its salt is going to take a look at our resumes and say, yeah, you've got the job. You're hired. You're going to go through HR. There's going to be a phone screener with a recruiter or an HR person before you even potentially get to the manager of the department, before you get to a senior manager, the VPs, the SVPs. Think of dating very much in the same mm, way. That's so good. So peak dating season, we're sitting at home, we're on our apps. How many apps are we on? Which ones are we on? What's the like, what, what's the standard? What, what's, what are your favorites or, or whatever? You know, and you're right. What I would tell you, if I can say, I like big sites and apps. So the, the top 10 you've heard of and why? Because online dating feels like needle in a haystack. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's no haystack that's targeting the VIP people that you all are looking for. So have a big haystack, right? So it requires a little bit more sifting for sure, but there's no great niche sites, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's no mm -hmm. VIP velvet rope rooms, unfortunately. So we've had clients have success on Match, on eHarmony, on Bumble, on Hinge, on Tinder, like not just success, like, oh, I had a three-month relationship. Like I have been to these people's weddings that have met people yeah. on these sites and apps. So Match is still, I feel like in LA, people are not on Match or eHarmony. Are they like... I don't know. They are, huh? They are, mm -hmm. right? And especially if they have a little bit of a religious bent, they might think about doing eHarmony. Right. Match, I like personally, and we do a lot. We put a lot of people on Match because... You have the ability to look at the way someone writes. When you're on Jesus Bumble, Christ, it's like it's 200 characters. It says it's nothing about you. Like, I, like the worst thing about Bumble for me is that, like, as a woman, right, we have to make the first move. Which, first of all, I feel like 
the labor is back on women and like, we're fucking tired. So there's that. And I understand why they did it for safety and all of that. And like, you've got 200 characters. I don't know what to say to you. I got nothing to hook yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know who you are. 100%. And this is one of the things during COVID, I wrote a book that our one-on-one clients get that it's a template to write the perfect profile for Match and for Bumble. Like, How do you ask yourself the most compelling questions? And then we wound it together in a Mad Libs kind of template, mm-hmm. <laughs> which then... And, th- and then how do you take that and modify it to a tweet and a half? Like, What are you going to say about yourself? But that's the nice thing about the older form sites is you can actually not only reveal more quirky, interesting things about yourself, but you can also see, can somebody write a straight sentence? Lord, What does he have to say about himself, right? right? And if someone hasn't written anything on their profile, how invested are they in the process? That's exactly how invested they're going to be, right? That they can't even invest the time to write, even on like Bumble or Tinder, like a few words. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor today. For over a decade... I've helped divorcing moms put their children at the center of all of their decisions. So whenever I hear about moms struggling to co-parent with an ex that abuses alcohol, I have one system in mind, Soberlink. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts, Facial recognition and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep you informed and your kids safe and secure. To download the resource I created with Soberlink, Checklist for High Conflict Divorces, visit Soberlink.com slash DSG. And now back to our show. What has, you know, I call it the Tinderization of dating, right? When Tinder came about, it really changed the game for in a, such a, I remember, listen, I've been dating revolutionary in way. a revolutionary, revolutionary. And, and I think horrible way. I mean, I don't know if you have the same the same thoughts on it, but you know, and you know why they did it. You know what what was the driver of this is people were complaining about online dating taking so long, having to message people, having to read long profiles. So Tinder, which was owned by Match at the time and still is, said, "Okay, if people are sick of this, let's try to create a real world experience." boy meets girl or girl meets girl at a Whole Foods or a bar or whatever it is. We're all visual people. Let it be photocentric, just like real life is, because mm-hmm. now you're looking human to human. And we're not going to say a whole lot to each other, but it's based on physical attraction. That's what drove Tinder to become Tinder yeah. is let's do this quickly, the same way we do in real life. Oh yeah, that mm, not my type, mm, not my type. And it has made the dating process to some extent. There are things I like about the apps, which I can talk about Mm -hmm. later. And there's things I don't like about certain apps. But I think overall, you know, pick something that's good for you for peak dating season. What I want you guys to do is pick 
one. Okay. And I can't tell you personally, because I'm not coaching each of you directly, because I would want to know how old are you? Where are you based? What's your dating history? Who do you want to meet? Right. Mm -hmm. All of these things make a difference in which app you're going to be on or what site. So I would say for you guys, pick one and get started on one, go deep in one. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to invest in it. I want you to not have the same photos that you've always had for the last five years. Okay. People want to date the person in the picture. And if I had a $5 bill for every person that said to me, but I haven't really changed. I mean, my photos are really good. And I know they're like four years old. I'm like, but you have changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've all changed. Our hair is maybe a little bit of a different color. Like we don't think we've changed, but psychological research points again and again to the fact that we don't choose the best photos of ourselves, that we should allow others to choose the best photos of ourselves because we'll overlook certain things or we'll focus too much on our own ticks. Ask your village, ask your people, ask me, whatever it is, which ones are my best pictures and which ones look most like me? What are some of the, like the common, like stay away from photos, like the kissing the fish or Petting the tiger, shooting a gun, like these, like, right? So all of those, all of those, right? Any, <laughs> for example, right? For example, any others? No dead animals. Um, stay away. I'm not a big fan of selfies. Uh-huh. Right? I don't. I, you know, people love themselves a good car selfie because they feel like the light might be favorably shining in to the driver's window or whatever it is, but you got a big seatbelt across you, the dashboard. No, and no gym selfies, no bathroom mirrored selfies, right? And I, sometimes I feel like I don't have to talk about this anymore. And then I get on, I get on an app or a site. I'm like, oh my God, like, no, like don't do that. And even if you've got, you know, a banging body, no bikini shots. If you put that out there, you're going to attract the creeps, right? So don't, do that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And certainly I'm not a big fan of having pictures of your kids on there. Why do you want your pictures of your kids out there in cyberspace and your parents and your friends? Remember, this person is potentially looking to date you. So you want to put the goods out there in the best way possible. Have six great photos of you. You don't have to have your friends in there. People will know you have friends. You can refer to your kids in your profile. You don't have to have photos of them. You don't have to have photos of what you ate last night for dinner, of the wonderful trip that you went on. If you don't look good in the photo, just have someone else help you with picking your six best photos. And six is the optimal number. Mm. Every app gives you six slots. Sites like Match will give you 20 spots. But before Tinder was even invented, I've worked with Match and we did a survey of 1,500 singles. And the ideal amount of photos were five to six Mm. back in the day. And we did this research in 2012. Wow. Wow. So today, so you want to have a good mixture of headshots and body shots, high res, well lit, where you look good. But you look like the person that's going to show up to the date. Right. Right. And it's fine to have your friends just like, hey, listen, I, we're going to a party. We look, we know we look good. Take some pictures of me because I need them for my dating site, right? You don't need to hire a professional photographer, right? You don't have to by any means. I will tell you that our research and general research shows that professional photos do get 
more looks. Now, it depends on what kind of professional photos you get. If you have LinkedIn shots or it looks like you know it's the cover to your website, people are going to know those are staged glam shots and it's less appealing right. for mm-hmm. sure. But if you have good, fun, quirky lifestyle photos, you can go to our site, look at Smart Dating Academy, look at the photos that are on our site. You can replicate those, right? Get someone who's got a good camera, a good makeup artist, or maybe you can do it yourself and snap good photos. Good photography is part art and part science. I love it. So talk to me about this. So this is another thing, another one of my real pet peeves here is I think in my, in my estimation, my experience, my anecdotal experience, men and women use Bumble and Tinder differently. Now I read all the, read the profile, look at the pictures. And if I like the person, I swipe right. If I don't, I swipe left. I had a friend, a male friend tell me, oh yeah, no, we just swipe right on everybody. And I look at your profile if we've matched. So the other night I was with my best friend, we're doing my bumble. We, I match with like, like five dudes and we're like, oh, this is, and we're like, this is amazing. Holy shit. Like, okay, cool. We come up with like cute, like, you know, quippy things to say. We do the intros. And by the next morning, I think four out of five of them had unmatched. Wow. This is my experience overwhelmingly. And it could be an LA thing. I don't know what it is, but it's like, they haven't read your profile. They haven't looked at you. They're only looking at you after you match. So all of the work that I do to sort of comb through, it's like, Use almost practically useless. Do you see this? Is this just me? No, it happens everywhere in every city. And I can tell you that there's there's evolutionary roots to this. Okay. Men really Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, men are genderized. Okay. Now we're talking about heterosexual relationships for a second. Men are genderized to say, okay, you have to be the assertive one. You're the hunter. You have to go out and make the approach and talk to the girl and ask her out and pay and all of the things. So guys in the beginning, when I can tell a guy that's new to online dating, because he will carefully sift through five of the most perfect profiles and spend an hour composing the perfect message to her. And I can tell because my clients get them. And mm-hmm. you can look at these emails. I was like, oh, bless his heart. The emails seem stalkery, creepy, so long. And yet they're just being earnest and they're brand new online. Right. So they are now, they've spent five hours crafting these emails, thinking they're saying what you want to hear. You're so beautiful. You look amazing. I think we have all these things in common. I love that you did this. And the email looks like it's two paragraphs. And we're like, ew. Oh my God, what stalker now? And so this guy is 0 for 5 the next day. And what does he say? Okay. I just wasted basically an entire work day doing that. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send out a hundred messages that say, hey. hey, you're cute, like your smile. If you're interested, message me back. And he'll send a hundred of those and he'll play the 10% odds game and say, okay, if 10% of people in the online dating game will actually respond, that is a true number. Then if I send out a hundred, 10 are likely to respond. So then I can choose who I want to be with. I don't like that. That mic drop. That, I, I don't know. like that because that's not what that's not what Bumble is about. <laughs> like it's about like you swipe and you match, and then I have to send the message anyway. So like, 
And then you've wasted my time and my whole night with my best friend. I mean, we had a great time. No big deal. Come on. Yeah. No kidding. So, so, and this is the downside of the apps, right? This, right. And so if you're on an app or if you're on a site, maybe like match, you look at a person, you're like, Hey, that person's interesting. Send an email or you're on hinge. I like that photo. You send a message, Right. right? So there are all of these, there's, there's differences between the apps and the site. So important point, I'm going to come back to peak dating season. Pick one that sounds good to yes. you. Sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and then and then stay on it for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Don't no pun intended, don't marry any of the apps and pay, you know, for a 6-month or a 12-month membership to those. Give yourself 30 days, okay? 30 days to build a new habit. Paid. Don't give it 30 minutes. Paid. Do you want us to upgrade for for the 30 days? It depends on what site or what app, mm-hmm. right? That's hard. You know, like you can get on Bumble, you can get on Tinder for free, but then if you want to do some of the things, then you're going to have to upgrade your membership. So my general rule of thumb with our clients, especially when you talk about the old school sites, like if you're on a match or an eHarmony, pay for it. Because if you're investing a dollar a day is essentially what it comes down to. Yeah. And you know what? For a lot of people that are just screwing around when they're married on these free sites, right? They're not going to want a Tinder charge or a match charge to come up on the credit card. So having a little bit of a paywall, I'm not saying it eliminates all of the riffraff, but it certainly helps to kind of mute out a lot of the riffraff. Yep, 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 yep. Just a buck a day. Okay. So 30 days, give one app 30 days. And then if it if you're not finding luck or whatever, move to a different app. Move to a different app. Or if you are finding good luck on that app, add one more. Okay. None of my clients are on more than two sites or apps ever. And of course, we're navigating these with them for them. Like we're in the weeds. We're looking at messages. We're helping look at profiles going, oh, no, 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 no. That's like five red flags on that guy. Mm -hmm, Done. mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Look what he says here. So our whole program is about teaching people to do that here. You just want to make sure that you're really like go deep into whatever it is that you're doing and only pick two at the same time. Even with us and our staff, we're only doing two sites or apps with any client at any given time. And I'm surprised sometimes people are like, I'm on five different apps and I'm not having any luck. I'm like, sweet girl, pare it down Mm -hmm. right now. Let's go deep. Let's get some good photos. Let's rejigger rewrite this profile, give it a fresh new face. It's the new year. Think about setting up a new profile, get rid of your old stuff, do some new stuff, have somebody take good pictures of you, write something new, give it a fresh start. It's that time of year. And it's really fun. You kind of feel like you gave yourself a fun makeover. I like it. Okay. Okay. I I told you guys we were going to try to get Kate out of the jadedness. She said, I like it. Did you guys all note that? We will come back to, uh, I think we're going to, we're going to have to come back and like do some updates on my dating life as things progress, you know, full disclosure. So Bella, well, when this comes out, it will have been in the past. So in the past. <laughs> so Bella does these um, Zoom workshops every, 
I don't know what, every quarter, every, how often are you doing them on zoom now? Yeah. You, we usually do them every other month. They're called love lab workshops. We do them over zoom. So anybody, we have people from Switzerland that patch in and all over the place, California, we're in Chicago, but it doesn't matter. So we usually have, it's a small group, about 20 to 22 people and they're three hours and we have different topics. You know, this, um, by the time you guys hear this, we will just have done the online dating love lab workshop, but we have some called dating over 50. We have one called fix your broken picker, right? So we have a lot of these where it's just a good way to get into a small group where you get to know people a little bit. We teach hard for 75 minutes. Like you'll, your mind will be blown at the amount of information that we give out in these. And then we do an hour live Q and A. So not only do you get to ask your question, but you're listening to 20 other people's questions where you're like, Oh my God, I would have never even thought to ask Mm, that. mm, So good. So by the time this airs, I will have done Bella's online dating love lab. So we're going to keep everybody posted (laughs) on my on my progress and how things go. Anything else that you want to tell people about peak dating season? How long does this last? Like, is this through the new year? Is this like, what, what's the, what is it? December 26th is really the day where you start to see a massive increase in numbers. I mean, if you look right now at the data, numbers are going up through December, mid-December, but there's a peak. The day after Christmas, people are like, all right, game on. That sucked. I'm like, I don't want to be alone for the holidays. <laughs> like, I can't stand it with my family or whatever it is. So I'm going to do this. And so December 26th through February 14th oh. is really when online apps the membership spike 50 to 80%. And January 2nd is predicted to be the busiest online dating day of 2022. So you guys get this done. Don't miss that. I will be in New York talking about this on Good Morning America every year. GMA calls it the dating Super Bowl Sunday, (laughs) which is hilarious. So January 2nd is the big day. And all of the days before that and after that are going to be awesome days. So I hope that the psychotic optimism that I'm feeling in my heart and trying to fire hose all of you guys (laughs) with that you're taking this in and going, I can do this. Love exists for me. All I have to do is get into the pool and do something different. And maybe, you know, invest in yourselves, you guys. You take care of so many people, including you, Kate. We take care. You you take care of 8,000 people in a Facebook group and a child and your mother and your GBF (sighs) and so many people around you. And I bet so many of you listening, you're all givers, Mm -hmm. right? And what I want you to do is say, I want to give myself love and I want to give myself the gift of love because I'm worth it. Amen, sister. This is why she, they call her the fairy godmother of dating. Because <laughs> she does, she sprinkles her infectious fairy dust over all of us. And we're like, every time I talk to Bella, I'm like, yes, yes, I can do this. Yay. Yay. I'm so glad. You guys, I promise you, love is out there for every single one of you listening. Okay. The question is just look at this as, you know, a climb up a mountain, right? 
Love is at the top and your story will be the journey to get there. And nothing big that you have ever accomplished in your life. If you close your eyes and think about what am I most proud of in my life? What what are my biggest achievements? Did those come easily? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. You worked. You took two steps forward. You took a step backward. You cried. You bled. But you got up and you kept going. And your love story is going to be a story just like that. Mm. I love that because that is so different from what we think of because of rom coms and fairy tales and all of those things, right? They're just like, oh, great. Like, you know, he just always bumped into each other at the office and my paper spilled everywhere and there he was, right? And it's that's not what this is, you know, and I'll tell you and what this also isn't you guys, for those of you listening, it's not the experience that your friends have had. I did a coaching call over last weekend with this beautiful girl in her 30s who said, I don't know why this is taking so long for me, because for three of my friends, they met the right person on the first date. So clearly I'm doing something wrong. I'm like, how are those relationships going? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, who's doing something wrong? <laughs> yes. So I, and don't compare. Comparison is the thief of joy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is your story. And I promise you, it's not going to happen right away. You know what the average length that we work with our clients for? A year. That's the average, okay? This is nothing that happens right away. There's no 90 days to love. Maybe there is then you're in the minority, Mm -hmm, okay? mm -hmm. But there is no substitute for time in the dating process and for really vetting the right lid to your pot. He has to earn you. Yes, yes, he does. And I just, before before we go, I do wanna, I want want you to give your speech about the time (laughs) that you should invest before you put both feet in and commit right before you, because if I had a dollar for every time someone in my Facebook group was like, I had a first date last night. He's amazing. And I have mm-hmm. to say, he's not amazing. He <laughs> might be, but you, he was a great, first, was a great first date. Cause I always quote you. I'm like, anybody can be on good behavior, you know, for two, whatever, for two hours, hours. right? Mm-hmm. Anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. So what is the, the Bella speech on this? Slow and steady wins the race. There is no such thing as a three-date rule. Mm -hmm. You need to know where a relationship is going in three dates, guys. You've barely spent four and a half hours with this person collectively on the third date. I've run polls. I can tell you with great certainty that this is what the vast majority of people are thinking. Date one's hard because I'm a little nervous. Date two is a little harder because now what do I talk about? And date three... I need to figure out where this is going. I'm like, the hell, date three blew me away the first time I and have sex on the third date. Oh, right. Some dude somewhere created a three day Uh rule, lady. Uh That there is no such thing. I want fifteen to twenty high GHQ dates, high and good husband qualities. And that's part of our whole coaching process. Everybody's got their own high GHQ list that we come up with for them with no red flags and three to four months to get to those 15 or 20 dates. That's not three weeks. Don't get excited. That's not 20 dates in 20 days. Oh, no, no, no. Why? Because you're going to have a dating funnel. I want you to date many people at the same time so that you stay objective. As women, we're nesters. We want to lock shit down. On the third date, we're like, I just don't want to be online. He's good enough. Let me just see where this one goes. I want to delete the apps. Famous last words. Don't do that. Mm. 
you want to think about this like you would think about your financial portfolio. You wouldn't take your retirement and put it all into one stock because I told you that it was going to go up. You'd be like, well, that's awesome for you, but I'm going to keep some in cash. I'm going to have some annuities. I'm going to have my IRA. I might put some money into more risky stocks, whatever it is, but you're going to think about a balanced portfolio and dating is the same way. All right, ladies, numbers, 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 lots of them. Can you tell I'm a former finance person turned dating coach? Yes. And I love it. Because that's what makes you so great because you've actually done the analysis. You've actually done, right, the deep dive into the data. Oh, Bella, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you and have you on the podcast. Tell everyone where they can find you so that they can uh, follow along besides on GMA on uh, January 2nd. I think right now I'll be on on January 4th, but the best way to follow me on Instagram, it's at Smart Dating Academy. I do free shows every other Thursday live with the topic. And a lot of people, and there's like 40 hours on my IGTV that you can go and peruse your little hearts out to um, and sign up for our free newsletter. Come to our website, smartdatingacademy.com. And you'll always be in the know of what's happening in dating, what, you know, when I'll be in New York or LA and what's happening with our workshop. So do those two things and you will be in great shape. Yes. Do that, everybody. Do that and join me in the process of having a really successful peak dating season. Woohoo! <laughs> do you guys hear that turnabout? I'm going to have a really successful peak dating season. And we came in, I'm jaded. So imagine <laughs> if you put your psychotic op optimistic hat on. I have a magic wand and I'm waving it out there for all of you. Love is coming to you. It's a when, it's not an if. Okay. So take that juju and run with it. Thank you, my love. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.